Hey team, welcome back to another episode of the Jen Commandments podcast. I am your host, Jen Wynn. I'm an engineer currently working in Wisconsin. I grew up in the Chicagoland area and I went to college in Michigan. Happy 2024. Um, Welcome to the new year. I hope today's currently January 4th. Um, and it's, is it Thursday today? Um, welcome. I hope that the year so far has been safe for you. I hope that you have set aside some time to reflect on 2023 and create some goals or just aspirations for this upcoming year. I think... I, my only goals and aspirations for this year is to just be a better version of myself. I think that last year I really wanted to be, I thought I had to completely change and I thought that that's what I wanted. I thought that I wanted to turn into like Miss Pacific Northwest, like hiking, Um, I don't know, just like, I thought I wanted to be that girl, you know, I thought I wanted to be, and there is a part of me that is that girl, but that's not the only kind, like, I can be more than one thing. And I think that I forgot about that at the beginning of last year. And while I was creating my goals for last year and this year, I think that my biggest aspiration is to just be myself, but in a better way. (laughs) Um, I, we talked a little bit about this last, last time or during my, uh, my 2023 review episode, but I want to getting into like a routine and making sure that I avoid depressive episodes as much as I can um, is one of my bigger goals because I think that the more I establish myself in a routine, um, the better off I'll be. And so that's something that I've been dedicated to so far this year. Um, It's only been four days, but it's something that I care about this year. So that's one of my my big goals. Um, Yeah. So that's that on that. With that being said, however, I've had immediately upon me returning to work, I started having the same like crisis, mental crises (laughs) that I've, um, of like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life is just like work in the corporate world and that's it. Um, and I'm realizing that I need to add more to myself this year in whether that be service. I've been thinking a lot about getting a second job, like in the service industry, whether that be like bartending or whatever. But I think the tea is, is I want to be around people more. Um, because I don't do that at work now because I work from home. I need to be around, I need some more socialization. Um, and so 
I'm thinking about either like volunteering at boys and girls clubs, taking up bartending or trying to get like a coaching job. I would love to coach. That's something that I did a lot in high school and um, I want to sort of introduce that back into my life, I think. So we'll see, I might apply for some some JV softball um, coaching positions. We'll see. So that's that on that. Um, I don't know. I feel weird today. Today I feel very reflective um, and very like nostalgic. I have days like that where I'm I'm stuck in the past and stuck in the what ifs and stuck in that loop. I do that a lot where I'm like, well, what if this had worked out? And what if, you know, that sort of thing. Um, That's so tiring. I wish my brain could just turn off sometimes. I think I stopped, I stopped smoking weed and then um, I did, I, I did it yesterday uh, because, okay, the hardest part for me about not getting high is, um, this sounds weird. Music doesn't sound the same when I'm not high. And like, for me, music is such a like ethereal and spiritual experience. Um, it's hard for me (laughs) to like deal with that. Um, but I spent most of the day just feeling like shit. I get really bad like high hangovers. I don't know if you guys get those as well, but like the whole next day I'm just exhausted. Um, And I feel like I'm in a trance, like nothing's real. Um, And I literally binge ate so much food while I was high yesterday. Um, And so I just felt like hell today. And, um, not really, not really a fan of that per se. Um, so yeah, super cool, super fun. Um, yeah, I'm having a nostalgic day, which I, I always, this time of year is really hard for me. Um, New Year's is not a healthy, how, like, I, I feel really weird on both New Year's and my birthday, and it sucks because they're so close together. Um, I also am having sort of like an existential crisis about the fact that I turned 25 in like 13 days. Um, And aging has never really bothered me before. Um, But... I am starting to feel weird about aging and not in like a scared to get old way, but like, I guess maybe it is like a fear of getting old, but like it is the like realization that like life only gets slower from here and like friends and family we're all going to start wanting different things in life. Like 
we'll probably still party and stuff like that, but it's things are going to start looking different. And like, I'm already nostalgic for this, this time period that I'm still technically in. Um, but that's okay. I don't know. I don't know. I like, I'm very excited for this, this next stage of life of like, where my friends and family like get married and like start families and that sort of thing. Um, and I have to like really reflect on if that's something that I also want. I think for a lot of my life, I have rejected that life because I've never seen a uh, sorry. I've never seen a successful marriage um, in real life. I've like I've seen one successful marriage, um, which is like my friend Tarsh's parents. Um, that and I like I can tell that they love each other genuinely, but like. Most people in relationships that I know aren't happy, um, whether they admit it or not. Um, most, like, I don't know. I am just so, but it's weird because I don't know if I, like, I'm really nervous for myself in that, like, I'm nervous that the fear of being alone forever will take over and I'll settle. And I really don't want to do that. And like, I know that I've done that before. And I know that I I basically exclusively have done that. (laughs) Um, and so I don't know. I don't know. I, This is the first time in my life where I'm really starting to feel like everything's not constantly a crisis. (laughs) And I like, I was told that at like 25 things start to change and that in the last, like, I don't know, I want to say like month or two, I've, I've, watch that sort of chain my like thought process shift but also I there's a lot of moving parts because I also started taking antidepressants so it's like is it my brain is it me medicating myself like what what's the tea but I think it's probably both you know um yeah I I've been having a lot of weird thoughts and feelings because I, so much of my life, I've, that's the point I was getting at. I've rejected this idea of a romantic connection. Um, And not so much of my life, um, just the past, all of my adult life, basically, because I the way I dealt with my trauma as a tween and teenager was to constantly be with somebody, 
no matter how terrible they were to me or no matter how much I didn't actually like them. Um, And that's no tea, no shade at at any of my exes. It's just like, um, I was very codependent and I like, I needed someone. Um, And I'm very grateful for those people who were in my life during those times to help me through that. Um, But in my adult life, then... I realized just how much I was using other people to cope with my intense feelings of like loneliness in the world. Um, And so I started to almost do the opposite where I literally keep everyone at like arm's length. And I have recently stopped that. Like, I want to say that was the best thing that happened in 2023 was that, like, the the world threw so much shit at me that I literally couldn't reject help from people because had it not been for, like, the people who were there and supported me, I would not have made it through it. So... Um, moving out of that and moving out of continuing to be vulnerable without crisis is now my focus where like, I don't revert back to this keeping everyone at arm's length in order to protect my own vulnerability. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that because even the, the like almost more so than my friends, I keep my romantic interests at arm's length, um, at least back then, because I like, I don't know. So I... I'm trying to figure out whether or not I actually don't want to be with somebody or if that has always just been a it's been sort of a I don't know how to say this just sort of a mask for fear of rejection or fear of intimacy because I one of the another really great thing that I learned in 2023 is that I'm terrified of actual intimacy. Um, and one thing that it's so funny, <laughs> I've already been talking for 15 minutes. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I talked about. Anyway, <laughs> um, So when I visited Kayla, she's been seeing somebody new. Um, and he likes her and not like likes her for real, where like he will tell her like and doesn't care who hears it. You know what I mean? And um, I have never really seen somebody be 
cared about like that. <laughs> um, and so it makes me uncomfortable. And it's my best friend. And like, I'm very, very, very happy for her. And I, that's what I want for her. But the, the public display of affection freaks me out. Right. And I didn't realize how much I, how much intimacy makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, I love you. And I'd be like, eh, like, <laughs> like, oh my God. I, that's what I want for her. That's like, that is, that is what I dream for, for every single one of my friends. Like, and you, but just hearing it in real life, I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> and <laughs> that's not his fault and it's not her fault. And like, I love them. Like, I, I he, he was great. And like, I, I really liked him a lot. And I, but like, I had to be honest with him and be like, listen, this is not your fault at all. It's just like, I have problems. <laughs> and this is something Kayla and I talk about a lot where like platonic intimacy in that way doesn't bother me at all. Like I tell all my friends that they're the most beautiful people in the world and that I love them so very much. But like romantic intimacy in that way, holy shit, dude. Um, that's so scary. And like, so yeah, without, with, yeah, without further ado, bitch, like I have a therapy appointment next week, you know, like, so we're gonna, we're gonna unpack that this year. Um, I've decided that I'm not, we talked a little bit about the potential of me going boy sober um, for 2024. I don't think that would be in my best interest um, because I think that I, I haven't been boy sober for the last five years, but I've been pretty close. Um, I have definitely had like failed talking stages and failed like limerence stages. We should talk about limerence too. Um, but like, I need to do, ex in my opinion, I need to do like exposure therapy with, with, Ca not, casual dating in the fact that like I'm going on dates with multiple people um, and I'm not putting all of my energy and whatnot into one person and I don't mean casual dating in that like sleeping around and shit like that like I think that's what most people think when they think of like quote unquote casual dating um but I just mean that I want to figure out how to n have crushes on people that are not all fucking consuming. Because, like, I don't think that I've ever had a regular crush on someone. I think that every single crush I've ever had has been limerence. Um, and limerence is... Uh, have we talked about this before? Um... 
Let me find the definition. I think we have talked about this before. Um, it's the experience of having an uncontrollable desire for someone, an obsession that consumes the limerent person's thoughts, feelings, and behavior. It usually involves two people, the person who desires the other, the limerent, and the desired person, the limerent's object, or LO. Um, <clears throat> I've never had like a fucking casual crush, dude. And so that's something that... I want to work on personally um, and I want to talk with a therapist about why I um, and this is something that Kayla has been talking with her therapist a lot about as well and I think that I could really benefit from these same conversations of why I can form secure relationships with friends but not romantic interests um so that's some that's one of my big goals for the year is figuring out how to create healthy situations for myself with other people so that's the tea on that um yeah i'm gonna take a break real quick i don't know what else we're gonna talk about but I so I was talking a little bit earlier about how, before I got into my fucking intimacy problems, um, about how if I've rejected romantic relationships for the last five or six years because of my fear of rejection, and then I, in addition, so like my whole life, I've always been like, I never want to get married. I have been that way since I can remember. I think it started probably in middle school um, where I was very much like, Oppose, especially as a kid who was watching my parents get a divorce. You know, I was like, I will, I, I do not want marriage, you know, um, because if this is what marriage looks like, um, then bitch, you got me bent. I'm not doing it, you know, like, <clears throat> and that is what marriage looks like for a lot of people, um, And not everyone, um, but for a lot, a lot of people. However, for me to be that way, for me to decide that marriage isn't it because of my experiences in life, is me living in fear forever, right? It's me and me rejecting romantic intimacy is me living in fear because of what my parents went through, because of what a lot of people I know have been through. And I think that it would be a disservice to my life 
to not at least be open and maybe be honest about the fact that that is some a stage in my life that I would want, right? Um, I have always thought or I have been really trained to think my whole life that romance and a romantic partnership with somebody should be the very last thing on my list, like my last priority. That has always been something that both of my parents have always very much instilled into me. Um, that is a really cool thing that um, my dad was, was he was very much like, we do not focus on boys, like boys, like <clears throat> who cares, right? And for that, like, I am grateful for my father. I think um, as you start to get older, that you start to feel pressure about that. Um, and my, my mom has never explicitly pressured me <laughs> about um, finding a partner, but I feel it even if like, that's not, she, I know that she doesn't, I don't know if it's me putting that pressure on myself or if I feel it implicitly from the adults around me, but like everyone, like even, even old coworkers would be like, are you dating anyone? Just like stuff like that, you know? And it had never it always felt so superficial to be asked that, um, or that's always how I took it where like, I would almost be annoyed that they would ask because I'd be like, there's so much more to life than that. And there is, I'm not, my life is so full without <laughs> romantic intimacy. And I think that's why I'm in a good position to start thinking about caring about that sort of thing because I have so many loving and beautiful friends who fill me in all the ways that most people look to be filled by their romantic partners um, that I'm in a very good position to start to feel open about finding romantic intimacy. Um, and when I was in Oregon, I was definitely not in that place where like before, before I moved out to Oregon, had I never moved out there, I think I would be in a better spot. Now, <clears throat> the last six months of me being in Wisconsin, I sort of had to restart and reestablish my mental health because of what happened before and with all the medical stuff then that was delayed even further but now I finally am in a point where I'm reestablishing everything where I'm like okay now everything is sort of back in 
some sort of stability where I have a stable job. I'm not going to be, I don't have to move if I don't want to anytime soon. I, I, I'm in a spot where I can start adding things instead of trying to firefight everything that I have going on now. Um, and this is the first time in my life where I've ever felt stable. Um, like with where I'm living with my financial situation and I'm still not completely stable in that way, but like I'm getting there. Right. And I'm in a spot now and especially once I start therapy again and I start exploring those problems in regard to intimacy, I know that I'm going to be in a good position to start exploring that in a real way and exploring whether or not I actually don't want a romantic partner or if I was just scared of mimicking most people's relationship course, if that makes sense. And that's not to say that at least one of the relationships that I have, like moving forward, Dante, (laughs) won't look like that. But I... I can at least explore that without completely rejecting the idea first. Because that's something that I've done for years. Like I said, since I was in middle school, I've always been very anti-long-term partnership with a person. Um, And I, I still don't know if forever is something that's realistic to me. Um because you grow and you become so many versions of yourself. I don't know what that looks like. It would take two very, very, very self-aware and emotionally available people to be able to grow in parallel to one another without dimming the other's light in any way. I think it's possible, but I think it takes an immense amount of self-awareness and two people who have done a lot of self-work. And I think that the majority of people I know do not do those things before going into relationships. And that's, and that's okay. If that's, if that's what people seek out of romantic partnership, then that's fine. It's just not what I seek out of romantic partnership. Um, so yeah, I've been having, yeah, I've been having those type of feelings lately where I'm like, okay, go ahead, take your time. You know, you're so rude. Do you know you're so freaking rude? You know, you're so freaking rude. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I feel weird. I feel, but I feel good about that shift in my perspective. I think that the fact that I 
am not completely closed off to the idea of romantic partnership long-term anymore shows that I'm healing from one, my parents' very terrible marriage, right? Like, I know people who completely despise the idea of divorce, right? Like, that obviously you never marry somebody with the intention to divorce them, right? And this is something that I discuss with Kayla a lot, right? Um, Where she she looks, we both do this, uh, where we look at everything in permanence, where like if I meet somebody and they become my friend, I think that they have to be my friend for the rest of my life. And like, that is what I seek when I, when I meet people, when I meet new potential partners, when whatever I'm thinking long-term, I'm thinking forever. Where I had a realization the other day where I was like, no decision is permanent and anything can be reversed based on what needs to happen, right? Like almost every mistake can be fixed. Every decision can be reversed. Every, like this idea that, I don't know. And I think that that's calming. I think for a lot of people, especially like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. I, I, I'm really proud of my, the, the point I was making is that I'm really proud of myself for opening up to the idea of a long-term commitment with another person. With that being said, I also will in, in the dating pool, I think I'm going to have a very realistic, it's so funny. Cause like even if I ever got to a point with a person where we would consider marriage or we would consider long-term partnership, I will always be like, until we decide that it's not it anymore. If that decision is never made, then that's dope. Then then that's cool. You know, like, great. But, um, I don't know. I just, like, I want to be very realistic moving forward. Because that that idea of permanence has bitten me in the ass so many times specifically with long-term relationships so like i think my trauma manifests in a way where i would really really reject relationships until i got into one and then i would be like well we have to be get together forever and because once I make a decision about somebody, then my brain goes into permanence. And I think that that's, that's not healthy for anybody involved, right? Where 
the way I want to approach life moving forward is like, hey, this is going to be fun for as long as it's fun. And then when it stops being fun for us, then fuck it. But if that, if it never stops being fun, then dope. But like, I know that whatever time we do have is a blessing, right? So I don't know. I don't know if that made any sense, but I'm really proud of myself for starting to sort of reverse the way that I have approached relationships my whole life. Um, Because I always like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. Just talking, just talking. I have no idea what I'm talking about ever. Um, And I don't even know what the point of the episode is, but I I wanted to record because I've been having a weird day and when I have weird days like this, I want to talk to someone about it. Um, And I know you guys can't talk back, but um, I don't know. There's just a lot in my brain during these days where I'm feeling nostalgic. I'm feeling the what ifs of the world, you know? And yeah. So that's, I I don't know. Is there anything more to say? It's a short episode, but that's, I don't know. What, let me, let me do some reflection. Let me make sure that's all, actually all I have to say for you, for you. Oh, also my brother and I are working on like an intro right now. Um, so that I can have like a theme song, which is super exciting. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this was like a heavy episode or what. I think, I think it's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna talk a lot about with a therapist about my fear of romantic intimacy. And I think that it's a much bigger problem than a lot of us think. Like, because I think we all try to approach I wish at the beginning of relationships we had like a briefing of like here here's the things here are the problems that I've had where it can be honest and like constructive for both parties and both parties would have like a would both benefit from it because I think I would benefit from something like this but like most men I know would not and like not that I have to date a man um that is usually especially like here in Wisconsin there's not a huge huge queer community um so like we're working on it um but like I don't most men I know also one of my new prerequisites for a man is for them to have gone to therapy maybe (laughs) um I don't think that that's a crazy prerequisite um but it will be one um and I think it would be great to have like a briefing of like here are the things that I struggle with 
here are the things that I'm working on. Um, and here's how this may affect how we interact, you know? Um, I would love that. I would love to just be able to share that with another human being without it be it being weaponized against me. Cause like I tried to do that with the guy I was seeing an organ and like he just used all of that against me later. Um, and so it made it really scary to be open with people like romantic interests about that kind of stuff of like trying to hi I'm trying to heal and in an effort for that here are the things that romantically I have been guilty of in the past I guess um so yeah I don't know I don't know so that's I don't know uh, maybe I'm open to marriage, question mark. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I still have problems with that because I feel a lot of shame with that too um, because so much of my life has been devoted to being a girl boss type. <laughs> um I feel weird about wanting to be loved correctly. And I feel weird about um, expressing my interest in romantic partnership because it just feels not very girl boss. <laughs> and that, that's, the, that's the truth of it is like, I don't, I have been conditioned for so much of my life to think that girl boss and lover girl are mutually exclusive. And if you know me, you know that I'm a big lover girl. So it's like, so what's the truth, you know? And yeah, I don't know. Girl boss turns lover girl, question mark. Girl boss can also be lover girl question mark uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah and I I don't know where that shame comes from I don't know if it comes from me if it comes from I, I don't want stop I don't want people to think of me as like I'm scared of being a soft girl. I'm scared of not being a bad bitch. And I think <clears throat> because like I romanticize the fact that I will be firm in boundaries when I need to be. And I'm, I romanticize the fact that like, I'm kind of a hard ass and, but like, who says I want to be a hard ass, you know? Um, so that's something that we're working on of like, and I think I'm really, really, really grateful for last year because the hard ass just got like beaten the fuck out of me. <laughs> like I, it got, it, yeah, the, the hard ass got beaten out of me for sure. 
where like, I'm like, I don't want to be tough ever again, you know? Um, so yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Um, yeah. Love you guys very much. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, yeah. Drink water. Do skincare. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. All right. Love you. Bye.